And we are live with episode 106 of Zombros. Thank you for our patient, your patience, because my wonderful co-host Quinn is finally live streaming Zombros. How you doing, Quinn? Hello there. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> General just, Kenobi. I, 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 it only took me. My video yesterday, I explained my absence. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, I went on this Black Ops 4 trip. It went a little longer than expected, about five months. So I did miss a couple of episodes, you know, here and there, a couple of uploads. Quinn, why would you, why would you tell everybody that was, that was secret? Well, I just, I felt like I owed it to him. You know, my, my you other know, excuse, my other excuse was that I tripped over my Ethernet cord and I spent the five, last five months trying to figure out how to fix it. You um, should have gone. You should have Remember when you asked me a while back, you're like, John, how do I come back after? should have followed. Just never acknowledge the absence at all. You know, I don't remember asking silence, um, <laughs> but you, you just cut out for that entire sentence. Oh, yeah, for oh. bits of it. Oh. I remember, remember when you were like, John, how do you, how do you come for not uploading for a few months? You just never acknowledge the fact that you were gone. You yep. say, what what's six months absence? What are you talking about? Making videos like nonstop daily. Yeah, when, you, <laughs> when you're living it up at the Black Ops 4 reveal, it's like, uh, it's like uh, in Red Letter Media when they make the nerd crew and they're like, the most important thing is we were there at the solo <laughs> premiere. They're just, they just keep repeating it. We were there. <laughs> Just remember, we were there. Yeah, yeah I was that's actually there. a fair point because I have people that were taught like, because the video is sponsored by Activision. The previous one I made, and any positive things I said were like instantly discredited because they paid for my flight and travel and that type of stuff. And just like, is that all it takes? Is is that is that all it takes to wow somebody? Just like to give you a hotel, and I'm instantly gonna be like, wow everything's amazing to get like rose tinted glasses is like no that you can't just throw like shitty merch at well, it's not technically shitty well that's a uh, wait let me where is it i brought it up here on purpose like do i sound bad people are saying in your chats that i don't sound good you you sound fine and in reed's fun. chat too yeah somebody said john's mic lmao and then in your chat somebody said uh it's the other guy's of, voice sound it's bad just, it's just cutting it cuts they'll out turn you down a little bit. but this is like the swag they gave us we got this tiny little like here here's it's not even that big Comparatively, this is like a marker. You can't fit that much crap in it. Water bottles. We got water bottles. The same poster you saw. Oh, like, you got is that this poster? enough for me just like to sell out my, my life? My poster got so ruined. My poster like, got destroyed. Like my opinion for uh, for a nice uh, Black Ops 4 t-shirt. Yep, that'll do it. I'll, I'll totally sell your game for that. <laughs> I, I don't know. My, did, your, did your posters make it home safe? Yeah, they were great. I should have kept my other one for protection for the inside. That's one, why I took mine it. Just got That's why I took it. Fucking wreck on the way home. <laughs> it was so bad. Dude. Okay, so the you edges guys, of it. John's got... mic is John's fault. Dude, the TSA so... agent messed up mine pretty hard at first. He just kept going hard and hard on it and just like, why well, won't it come through? Then he looked over and just ripped the freaking posters through. I was just like, oh God. But then they were just I just bent them back a little. I'm like, oh, it's good. Um, fun story really about the TSA. Wanted, I really wanted Nick to get pulled over. Uh, pulled, pulled aside. All right, yeah, the with the blood vials. Blood vials. Yeah. I was just like, I really wanted that to happen. Yeah. I mean, just, you... they, that would, they would be like, what? what is this? You've got vials numbered with red liquid. What are these? Explain now before we call, we call someone on you. Oh, that would I, wanted, I really wanted that to happen. Yeah. If I were Nick, I honestly might have dumped him out just to be safe so I don't get pulled over with. In case you guys don't know at home what we're talking about, uh, Nick Saru or Nick, actually, what's his name? How do you actually say it? Uh, Nick Saru. Nick Saru. Not Nick Saru. He, um, he got the blood vials for making a really good video that Jason Blundell liked. So uh, he got. Do we, know what that, do we know what that really good video is? Uh yeah, I think it was the most recent one he made. Or it was one the, the it was the zombie trader paradox thing yes, that he made. That's the one he said it was. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. 
So that was really cool and good for him. I was happy. I, I took some pictures of him as well, but those were the ones he was wearing on stage. So that's really, really cool that Jason did that. So that's everyone awesome. took pictures of him that night. And I was like, so I oh. People were like, I don't think anybody knew Nick actually got him. Yeah. It's like everyone sent out pictures with him. My, my favorite my favorite thing to do during a, uh, a Black Ops event in which Jason Blundell is attending is play the Who Changed Their Profile picture game. Reed fell victim to it once before. Um, I see some people have this time around. Whenever somebody meets Jason for the first time, they take a selfie, and then that's their new Twitter picture. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I, though. I I'm never that track. kind of person where I'm just did like, you I even meet take a Jason you. Blundell? I, I don't think Quinn did. I don't think he even I definitely to took a picture of Jason, long. but I didn't make it my profile. I met him after the, the discussion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just went up and said, time. That, was your, that was, your first time, was your first time meeting Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I talked to talk. Craig a little bit, but I didn't get the chance to, at the mixer thing. But I didn't get the chance to talk to Jason at all. I was only right. at the mixer for like fifteen minutes, maybe. Yeah, he fell asleep. I, I was there for like four hours. We got back from the event, and I like texted him like, "I'm coming down now." And I was like, "I'm just gonna sit down in my chair for a little bit." And then I pass out, wake up three hours later, like, "Oh." I only recognized. Uh, it took me a second to recognize Jason with the beard. It's like, ooh, Jason looks different. Jason right. was looking good. You gotta mm-hmm. be real. Yeah, no, your beard is a good look. Yeah, well, he I pulled like off a better beard Jason. than Captain America in IW. I was like, wow. wow he Jesus. pulls off a better beard than Two me. My beard is he trash. says it's his developer beard. He's going to shave it at some point. And then Milo's trying to get him to uh, bed. Oh, <laughs> I get it. When, when he's, he's going to shave it. I like that, the developer beard. Yeah. Um, so we have some announcements we should actually get into on this week. And by the way, if you didn't know, we are on uh, iTunes. So you can always, after the show, check up on us and see if you want to follow us on there. But John and Quinn and I have some pretty big announcements for the show moving forward and a certain special big, big thing that's coming up. Uh, so no, so this is the big thing. Uh, <laughs> just, just so we get our, just so we get our things clear. There's the big thing, the okay. big, big thing. And then there was the big, big, big thing, but that yeah. died. So don't worry about the big, big, big thing. You'll never know what the big, big, big thing was. The the big thing. So me, Reed and Quinn are taking the show on the road this summer. Mm-hmm. We're doing something completely different, never been done in the zombies community. It's what we call the Zombros European tour. So we are going to be going on tour with the podcast. We're going to be starting in Paris and then we're going to be traveling around Europe for just short of two weeks. And we're going to be visiting a lot of famous locations from Call of Duty zombies. So we're going to be going into the catacombs, which was, the catacombs of Paris, which was when an inspiration for Moon. will everyone be able to talk about the roundtable discussion Moon. with Jason? We're going to be then going to Bar-le-Duc, where Origins was set. We're going to be going to Hohenwerfen, where Derizendrock was set. We are going to be going to the Flytrap. Um, we're going to be going to the actual Verrucht. We're going to go to Helgoland. There's a bunch of other locations. I can't think of them all right now. But we are going to go to these locations in real life. We're going to film videos there. We're going to record podcasts on location. We're going to bring the zombie storyline and the world of zombies to life like never before. And this should be a really exciting project this summer. Um, You guys can expect that in about a month or so. However, the videos won't be coming out until July just because this is a big project and these things take time. But be sure to keep an eye on that. This is the Zombros European Tour. I'm quite With excited. I've been working on this for the past few today, months now in the Showing background. that multiplayer maps yeah, are going to be free by, uh, and season pass will be for zombies exclusively. <laughs> what are your thoughts on potentially similar. having two store yeah, lines being progressed at the same much. time? Um, I love it. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I'm really excited, actually. Yeah, I'm this thrilled. This is going to be fun. 
and my I muted the donations. I, all the music's gone, but now just the text to chat is going on. So once again, I must have missed a feature. I have volume muted on them. Do you have to mute the the speech to text on the variations as well? I muted all the music on the variations. Oh yeah, the variations you gotta they're like a new entire tab, yeah. But you got to probably do that every time you're... Why don't you... You don't want the text, right? But you want them on your live streams? Well, I turned off all the music yeah, on that. And I was trying to get off the sound. So when on the Wait. podcast, people don't hear the dumbass sounds interrupting people like did, John so trying to talk. Did, did, uh, did I get interrupted by your sounds? Yeah, at least twice. <laughs> okay, well, Not just, sound, to, just, just to recap speech. in case anybody didn't hear any of it. Yeah. We're going on tour. We're going to be hitting a bunch of places like the actual Derizendrak, the actual Varuk, the mm -hmm. actual Deriz, Helgoland, many other places, recording videos and podcasts along the way. And it should be a blast. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be amazing experience, especially because I like for each of us are going to do a little bit different things. And I very much want to make this big video about like how zombies has taken me over to Europe and what it means to actually be at these places mm -hmm. and the history and just how whack this whole situation is that this stupid little game mode has taken us so far and all that type of stuff. So I'm going to do a piece yeah. like that, but it's just like to even go there is going to be so interesting to see it's these gonna, It's going to be crazy. Like I, I know I've seen uh, the Smith plays went to the actual Derizendrak. I'm excited just to like see it for myself and actually be there. And then um, I know I did a series on my channel called The Real Life in which I talked about the real life whatever in zombies. Mm -hmm. And I did like 10 of these. And they're some of the most popular videos on my channel. I think all of them have several hundred thousand views. Mm -hmm. So rather than like sit in my bedroom and talk about the real life Dereze, I'm going to take a camera to the real life Dereze and show you guys what it actually looks like and how it compares to its in-game counterpart. So it's going to be real. I'm just there for a good time. Well, no, but you're, you're not just you're not just there for you're not just there for a good time though, because like we are gonna like we're gonna sit down and record a podcast from Dereez yeah. and talk about what it's like. So you'll be a part of that too. I gotta say, I'm so glad John planned this all out. Oh my god, yeah. Trip. I plan nothing. Nothing. I'm just like I'll just show up, stumble into a hotel, see if they let me in. I've like, put what? I've put a good like twenty. Well, you you guys have no idea. Nope. But I've been putting, or not you guys as in you, Reed and Quinn, oh, they yeah. know, but you guys, the audience have no idea, but for the past four months, I've been planning, booking, and organizing this trip. This has been a massive project that I've kept on the back burner for a while, but this is going to be exciting. Now, here's, here's the thing about this trip. It's going to be expensive between hotels, between flights, between renting a car, between tours and everything, and we have a new uh, model for you guys helping support the podcast. Reed, yep. if you want to get into that to help not only support the podcast, but also help support this trip. Yes. Because it's going to be expensive. This is Quinn's baby, and we've made an integration of, of many things like to support the trip, but also going forward to make the show much better. As you've seen in recent weeks, it's already been getting a lot better, better topics and stuff like that. But we're going to continue to bump up the production value of all the podcasts and everything we can do. So, Quinn, just take it over. Why don't you tell us about uh, what we're doing and launching? Uh, well, I spent a, a lot of time putting together a, a Patreon to support the show um, and to help us be able to continue to do the show and improve the show because I think that's been our, our number one priority leading into Black Ops 4 is to just make this show the best thing it can possibly be. Um, I don't know. That's, that's my, like, number one priority with this show. So we decided to put together a Patreon with a lot of like, honestly, really, really exciting rewards that we've really never had anything similar available with this podcast. Uh, um, so if you guys are interested, um, it's in both mine and Reed's description. We have several tiers available from mm -hmm. $2 up to $10. Uh, we have 
very, very distinct rewards between the different tiers. Uh, and to start off, if you're a pay, if you're a patron at any level from two dollars or is it three three dollars up all the way up to ten, the first 100 patrons will be getting a signed postcard from both or all three of us, me, Reed, and John. If you don't mind, Quinn, I just want to interject. I mind, but just go ahead. I'm very. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject just to quickly touch on the postcard. So imagine it's something like this. So I picked. You got out. That you got out. Try it again. Ah, shit. All right. Hopefully <laughs> you guys John's can hear in me. Germany, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, Austria. Austria. I'm in Vienna right now. Austria. Uh, just, to, just to interject. Um, so the first, what was it, 100, Quinn? 100 patrons. First 100 patrons on the Patreon will be receiving a signed postcard from the gang. So when we're at, say, Derizendrach, we will pick up a few postcards. We'll write you guys a note, whatever you want on it. Um, or we can just write you a note. We'll sign it. We'll mail it to you. So you guys can get kind of like a signed postcard from us while we're on the trip. Mm -hmm. Imagine something like this. Right, I'll on. try to rapid fire through the rest because I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in the top. The yes, top I think you I should think get to that top one as soon as you can. <laughs> uh, for our classic, for our classic tier, which is the you just want to support the show, but you know you want to support the show at a basic level, uh, you'll get an invite to a private Zombros Discord, which me, Reed, and John will all be in and talking to you guys whenever we can about zombies or. Whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about. Uh, obviously, you'll get access to the patron news feed. We'll be posting things occasionally, you know, whatever we decide to come up with. Uh, and then you'll also get access to a tour Snapchat. We're going to go across Europe, like John just explained, and we're going to make a private Snapchat that all these people can have access to, see what we're doing, see what we're doing overseas. Um, we're pretty nice. At the rare tier, which is $5 and above, you're going to get two Zombros episodes that are completely exclusive to you every month. So instead of the normal weekly episode, we're going to be given two Zombros episodes, recording them just for you. Uh, and you're also going to be able to control what we talk about in either those episodes or in our show, and you'll be able to contribute to our discussion topic. So if there's something you've wanted to see me, Reed, and John talk about for months and months, you can have that happen at that tier. You can tell us, hey, if, if there's a question you've had for Reed about a certain topic or something like that, we'll make that a topic and we'll talk about it on the show. And the ultra rare tier, which is... Which is the big one. Uh, it's the most... Uh, it's the big it's, it's the one, everybody... It's the one we're kind of excited about. That's the ultra rare tier. Mm -hmm. uh, and first, we'll start, we'll start low and we'll get into the exciting stuff. There's going to be free Zombros merchandise. Uh, all members of that tier are going to get free stuff put together by Reed. Yep. truly here. Uh, yep. And uh, whatever we decide to do, you know, whether it be shirts, uh, mugs, you know, whatever Reed comes up with, they're going to get free stuff multiple times a year, several times a year. You're going to be getting free stuff in the mail. And also a monthly meeting with Reed, me and Quinn. Well, Reed, me, me and John. Me and Quinn. Am I cut out on this <laughs> yeah. one? I, I guess be in the chat. two of me. No, we're going to. Uh, you can talk to me and Reed and John. Oh, my god. This gosh. is going to be like a Discord call or a Skype call, whatever. That's however we. Yeah, so you guys will actually be able to like speak to us in person, not just through text. Uh, where once a month you guys can just talk to us, ask us whatever you want, pretty much like a live, a live meeting. And also... For the first month, right after, right as we're announcing it, this is a one-time giveaway. We're only doing this one time. If you enter in at the ultra rare tier, you will be put into a raffle to be a guest host on the show, which is not something we've ever done before. Mm -hmm. uh, we had we had to think about even doing it. Um, this like is just logistically, a tough, but we're doing it. One person of that tier is going to be able to come onto the show next month before we leave for our tour. So you're not going to have to wait a long time to get onto the show. It's a one-time thing. Uh, if you enter into that tier, you're going to get entered into a raffle to come on the show and talk to us live. And 
I don't know. It was something we really had to mull over if we wanted to do something like that. And Yeah, you guys have asked for a very, very long time. And so it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, this is a way you give back to us and you support the show. And then we're going to take this leap of faith to try and get somebody on the show and see if we can get the viewers more involved in, in a way that they've been asking for years to be featured on the show. Because sometimes it's just logistically doesn't make sense or even entertainment value wise it doesn't make sense but this way we're going to test it out we'll see how it goes and this is a one-time thing for right now we'll we'll see because uh mm-hmm. it was a yeah. decision yeah so but but just just to be clear this is, I, I saw somebody asking about this is a monthly subscription to help support the show yes um so every every few months or so you'll be getting stuff there are some things though that are one time for example like the postcard um the Snapchat and the the raffle is a one-time thing. Yep. And so, if you want to be part of this, Quinn, when is the raffle in? Uh, for the the Patreon. It's just running through this show and through the next show. That's okay. That's all so you guys, you guys have just looking at the calendar. You have pretty much, I think, till the twenty seventh. Uh, I think we're gonna run it next week too. So okay. So I, I think yeah. I think the raffle ends on the twenty seventh. Yeah, so if you like, want if you want to have a chance to be on the show, you need to sign up for the top tier um in order to get uh in order to get a chance to be on the show. Hey, By that day, and you also have to be you also you have to be one of the first $10 tier though. So, Just yeah. join the Patreon at the highest. If you want that sign postcard, you have to be the zombies and be It's a limited time thing since we're just starting it out. Um, any level. Yeah. So there you go. it's in my description. Uh, read, if if there are done, if there are any questions about the Patreon, message us on Twitter. Put it in the chat. We'll try to get to them as soon as possible. Um, link is in the description, I believe. Yep. Correct. Remember, it's get on the show and more in my description. It's the Zombros Patreon, not my Patreon. This is completely separate yeah, and different is... from this. And the ten dollars, the highest one in the first hundred to sign up, get the signed cards again. And donation interrupted that just to repeat for you. And that's just something we're running. And because it's our first time launching yeah, the campaign, one just, something extra for our first patrons. So yeah. we just want we just want to say so. Some of this is going to help fund the tour, but this is also going to help improve the show. Yep, better mm-hmm. mic, better software. We, we have we have a lot. Like like as you guys can see, we're already planning this big trip, this big project. If we can get this Patreon to something more substantial, maybe we can even consider getting us together in person for shows more yeah. often getting having this guests. money gives us more flexibility like we're paying for this trip out of pocket mm-hmm. but imagine what we could do if we had a lot of support from you guys right because we could do even bigger things bigger projects to, to bounce off that like if all of a sudden we can go like there's a guest you really want to see and we can just show up now if we can afford mm-hmm. the flights to go like Hey, uh, we can be in town this weekend if you're willing to let Jason Blundell, Greg Houston, Lee Ross, or Cameron Dayton be on the podcast. We can do it in person for a bit, and we can have a mobile setup too and stuff like that. That's where and the show is going to continue to make the most entertaining stuff and get the people you want to see as soon as possible. So, not not to mention everything from just better equipment to also, for example, we want to get a SoundCloud. That's got to cost money. So, the guys who are on iTunes show. And then, like even even some guests, sometimes they can be expensive to book. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not only that; it's a lot. It's going to be a lot easier for us to get guests once we've got a you know the smoother the operation is, the more likely we're going to be able to get. Because I've been trying to get Emma Watson for months and months and months, and she keeps turning me down. It is like Emma, for old times' sake. Come on, come on, come on, Emma. Everybody's got a price. 
thank you so much, Lobster and Vogue, for both signing up for the Patreon just now. Uh, also, it is in the description for uh, yeah. Lose Control, and who just asked. It's under Get on the Show and More. Also, just to mention, yeah, the, bo- the bonus episodes. Quinn, what tier is the bonus episodes? Oh, that's $10 right. $10 or the... Yeah, no, I know I you've already that. mentioned it. That's at the $5 tier. I just want to yeah. just... bring it up again. The bonus shows. So everybody who doesn't sign up for the Patreon is still getting access yes. to the podcast. Yep. We are still doing the weekly show. However, in addition to that, if you sign up for the $5 tier or the $10 tier, podcast. you are now nice going to be receiving work. an additional two Zombros I don't even Zombros like podcast, but so this is one of the few that I enjoy shows. listening to. I think I think is that pretty much it all eggs or all basics? Yeah, I think we yeah. I think we've covered I all think the so. So thank you so much. We're gonna actually get into the topics now of the show and all that, but that was just our way of uh, being extremely happy to bring you some stuff and hopefully make this podcast way more because of how much you guys all love it so much. So now without you, further yep. ado, we should talk about the blackouts reveal and zombies. Ah! So I didn't mean to blow your ears out, but my god, I'm so excited. We actually have content on the show for once. <laughs> we don't need to just like we don't need it either. What yeah, this is probably a weird week? first podcast to stream on my channel where the first thirty minutes is just talking Reed, Reed about. Usually yeah. begins, um, Reed usually begins. Usually, read usually begins pre-show to zombies. Every- all right, Reed, let's get into it. Come one. on, let's go. Let's go. I, I'm restarting. All right, make me feel make video. me feel bad about the stuff I wasn't at. Oh, <laughs> oh, that will be easy, my friend. That will be Make so me feel easy. bad. I'm ready to drink my sorrows. Dude, there was so many cool things John missed out on. Like, let's, let's get the merch back. Let's get the merch. No, no, it wasn't the merch. But mainly the conversations. Like, that's why I didn't want to leave when Quinn was just like, hey, hey, I want in and out. I want in and out. I'm just sitting here like, I flew out all this way. We've already talked to him for like five hours. How I much love there fucking to talking to people. If, like that way, like stories, creative it people. It just, in like, and out, I you just... liar. Went to five guys. This oh. guy's just lying left and right. Oh, like, my this God. Is, this is disgusting. There was this so guy passed up five guys for Jason Blundell. Their stories right? are so interesting. How they even got into the business and then how they got where they were and just like what they care about and stuff like that. It's so interesting. That stuff is like crack to me. Anyway, uh, we should talk about the maps. Uh, which What do you want to do first? Nine? Do you want to do uh, Voyage of the Dead? I'm talking about the one I'm most excited about. Blood of the Dead? Voyage Let's start with Blood of the Dead. No, Voyage, or no, Voyage of Despair. Voyage of Despair? That, Did I call it Voyage of the Dead? I did. Voyage of Despair. I know. I'm the I'm, that's by far what I'm most excited about. Like, yeah, by far. Really? I, I everybody else, even you. You said you're Blood of the Dead. I'm. Yes. I'm surprised. Excited Blood of the much? Dead, but like, I I am so so happy about the new storyline, the new characters, yeah, the, the thing, future we left of the you game. Raving. I was story, so I was like, I'll, all right, I'll tell you, I, yep. I was not happy about the new story. Really? I mean, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy now knowing that we'll most get. Like I was, I was really worried at first that we were gonna get this new story, and then only one episode or one story. I guess you can consider it now like episodes for the old story. Like I, I was think that for a second. I was, I was, I was really worried. Like you know, how we always talk about payoffs in zombies and yes. how Treyarch is sometimes really bad at delivering payoffs. Yes. To me, I almost like when I first heard about the new story, it was like Jason and Craig said, "All right, fuck your payoffs. You're never getting it." But I yeah. guess that's not the case if they're gonna be doing two concurrent stories. Which also is a little nerve-wracking, too, because that can be difficult to juggle both sure. in terms of quality. But he has a team so now. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I know that. But like, I, I, if, there's, if there's anybody in the world I trust, Jason Blundell and Craig Hewson, yeah. but the logistics of it scare me. That's fair. That's a fair they're, point. Their answer to my like, question we can't even, really, really we haven't even We haven't even confirmed whether or not we're going to get two maps. Reed, I, or John, I asked the question that like is kind of what you're saying, because that was what I was worried about, too. I asked if people who are are you know moving forward into this story, 
that are hoping for answers to, you know, so many things that have yet to be paid off. If they're, you know, if they're going to be happy with the story they're telling. I was really happy with their answer. I don't know about you, Reed, but it was very clear that they're always thinking about that. Like with every map, they're thinking about what threads do we close? What threads don't yep. we close? What, th how do we close these threads? Are they even worth closing? Yep. Because he made a really good point that like, they answered a lot of questions with those timelines. They answered a lot of questions with, uh, um, with the revelations, you know, some questions. And he said, people don't really want an answer. They want their answer. Yes. Yes. You know I mean? uh, they don't actually point. want an answer. They just want the answer that they've already have in their head. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he was like, even if they get an answer, they're only happy for five minutes and then they're already moving on to the next thing. Yeah. There are certain totally. paths I think we should get, but yeah. I, I totally agree that it's like, you can't just close everything up, you know? But I, I don't want just like payoff in the sense of like, oh, I want to know who Kino is. I want payoff in the sense that like, I want to, I want to like have a climax that actually feels satisfying. Like who are the children? Why bring them up? What's with Monty? What's with the shit? Like, like that stuff. I like agree if with we're being 100% honest, Black Ops 3 was a total like blue balls. Yeah, oh, no, total blue yeah. balls. The Black, they're, Ops, they're... Black Ops 3, uh, Revelations ending Sure. The like timeline it, the timeline made it a little better, but a little bit. But the whole thing with it was, as they explained, it was all about character pieces, basically. It was all about giving real story arcs and real characterization to the original four characters of Primus. It was all about them in that sense, and that's why those things got pushed off and they didn't get good payoffs. Now that's not an excuse yeah. for why it should it's all of a sudden good now. That's not. No, it's not. But I think the Black Ops, like I think the Black Ops Three story is very good, but Treyarch has struggled sometimes, making it feel like everything I've done over the past season felt satisfying them yet. Because mm -hmm. you need that sense of satisfaction to keep people coming back. I, I think Blood of the Dead. When I was talking to Craig Houston, just is wondering be if you guys a... saw the tweet from Charlie Intel saying there's a rumor you guys saw the tweet changing the DLC model to have free MP maps and a season pass for content. I just wanted to have gameplay playing this time. I have an idea now. John, you were in my chat. You could have told me. Oh, um, and then, and then I don't. I, I don't. I don't have anybody's chats up. I or anybody's videos up. Just. I'm sorry, chat. Please forgive me. Yep. I yep. did the pop out chats. By the way, I wasn't kidding about the Despacito too. If we get two two hundred patrons, we will release Despacito too. I have no idea what that means. Neither do I. But okay, it's a, it's a meme. Okay, whatever. I'll All right. All donations that. again are read at the end of the podcast. I apologize for this week. Why all of a sudden there's voice? I can show you my settings. I muted all the voice stuff. It wouldn't be Zombros without technical issues. <laughs> did we mention? Did we mention the? Uh, the deadlines on the uh, the Patreon, by the way. Sorry, not not to like rewind on that, but we did mention that like you had to get stuff in by a certain day, right? Yeah, twenty seventh to be for the raffle. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 to be in the raffle twenty seventh. Just yeah. just wasn't sure. Just 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 in the back of you know John's mind. Well, okay. it just like it popped into my mind. And I'm like, oh sh yeah, don't worry about it. Let's, get, let's talk blood of the dead. All right, Craig Houston basically he expressed to me what a big big love letter. Like maybe love letter is the wrong word, but like. This map is going to pay off a lot from what I was getting from him. Maybe that's just BS. Maybe he was drunk as shit at that point. <laughs> he was drinking a lot. But he, it seemed like this was really the the care. He built a whole season about developing these characters, and now we're going to finally do something with these Primus characters that should really, really pay off in a, what, in a what, way. What can If this is set during Zetsubo, what what can they do? Like we can, I mean, like we can learn something. But is the next map just going to be a time jump? If it's still with premise, 
Is mm. it gonna like time jump to after you know, revelations there's, or there's no there's no though are we are we hundred percent sure it's pre it's it's post set pre -rap? we're pretty sure the reason why sure, let's talk about this. the only the only thing I bring this up is because complications in the timeline and comics I know I've spoken to you guys about but I don't yeah. want to bring up because coming up in a pre recorded video like there's 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 a chance it might not be pre set. There, there is a chance, but it. There's a chance, but if I were, if I were a betting man, I'd say absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, it's in between Zet. But the thing is cool about it is a lot can happen in between uh, Zet and Gorod that will forever change our perspective of what our characters are thinking and doing in GK and Revelations. The reason why it's mm -hmm. a possibility that, and most likely Zet right now, is a video I'm going to make later this week, but the they render everything in engine. They are adamant about that. So you know how World War II, they actually put that out to a production studio, but that stuff can get ripped. And I was talking to them about it is that their community is not large enough and the people don't care enough about World War II. That's why they're not ripping the trailers or the uh, intros and outros. It can all that can be ripped just fine. So they ha they're limited to in engine what they're doing. So in engine at the end of Zetsubonoshima, the the blood vials look empty and our characters get the blood vials. So I need to double check it, but I'm pretty certain that Dempsey, Nikolai, and Takio don't have their blood vials, which they would if it was after. They don't have, don't have their blood vials where? Sorry. On their backs, like in on which the backpack. Zet, um, in which map? In Blood of the Dead. They don't have the blood vials. Well, were they always on their back, though? I remember some of them having it. Somewhere on the front, that's what I'm saying. But the key players that have it on the back isn't showing on the back. I think Nikolai and Takio have their vials in the back, Dempsey's toward the front. And they're not well, I know, showing. One of, the, one of them keeps it on their side. Yes. Rickhoffen used to always keep it on his front, which is the odd part. Yeah. That's a weird... Just disregarding the story, I don't, I don't, I don't think... If, if they're making a Mob of the Dead with Primus... It's gonna, it's gonna be after Zed. It's gonna be like that. Just disregarding the blood vials, it's absolutely gonna be after Zed. Well, I, I don't see, I don't see them of, making a mob of the dead map and then not here's telling the, the thing, story. Here's the thing, though. In the comic books, they never go to, they never go to mob of the dead. And we also know that in the timeline, that um, in the timeline they do go to mob of the dead. Two different so, crews, then maybe it's two different crews. Two, not, 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 not just two different crews, but it also opens up the door for them to play with a lot of things. Where I don't think it makes it that simple. I think there's going to be a lot of complicated, timey wimey stuff. I think, as Monty says, or who says timey wimey? Where does that come from? Craig Houston wanted to express the importance of some quotes and talking to him it's tough in a video game you can't always get across what you're hoping gets across if you read it as a script he said i could throw the script down here and you could read it pretty linearly and it would make a lot more sense but even like how people rip the sound files all of a sudden you're hearing takio conversation three with dempsey conversation two and they're being put together incorrectly and it's not getting across um quotes one of the big ones from i think dr mani is like the way you experience events isn't the the way they actually happen it's not the chronological order and that's something that also feeds into the revelations ending that like when you see the um they blow up the earth or they fade away excuse me sophia blows everything up and the universe or whatever the apothecons then the characters fade away and then it flashes and then you see the origins mounting the ancient staffs that's not chronological order that's not happening in uh, right after the other we don't know it's left ambiguous because of how complex and convoluted the universe has become so the things we're we've heard in revelations 
it's it's tough to now to try and piece what is meant to be heard where because of the video game setting. One of the big lines that he expressed to me that really meant a lot to him, and Rizzo actually brought it up, which was so interesting, was the Richtofen line about, like, when Dempsey died, I felt something. When Takio died, I felt something more. When Nikolai did something, I or killed himself, I knew I had to do something to save all of my friends, or along those lines. And that's the characterization they were really focusing on Black Ops 3, it didn't come through very well because no, not at all. Right, right. Because I thought it came through. I thought it came through. It came through. Like we I, searched for it. If we went into the files and listened to the stuff, the conversations yeah, were I, the I big think, part of it. All four players had to be playing and would... talking to one another. Solo players didn't get that, mm. and that's why they're adding the AI bots. So now you can turn those on, and you can still get the full story. Dad, I'm excited. About I, yeah, that. I'm gonna get more into that. I'm very excited. I, I you know, I, 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 I guess you're. Right. I think, I think maybe the quotes, but I, I really think they're. I don't know, maybe I'm biased from Battlefront 2 AI, but yeah. AI is still trash in video games. Like, it even doesn't in the matter. video games, it's so bad. I so, don't care how bad this AI is. I just want them to be there yeah. so I can carry them through the Easter egg. or like I can combat get the training. I can have fun so how's that. that? Well, what if you're not trying to do the Easter egg? What if you're just trying to play a game? What do they do? Do they actually go oh, train? I don't get it. They might revive you. They might camp well, I'm just really curious how that works. Like, is it supposed to be like it? Because they, I don't, I don't think we know. You guys might have your own... These it. Guys could be is it going to be like an accentuated solo game in terms of like you still have to buy quicker vibe you know what i mean or is it going to actually are they trying to make it as close to like a solo experience my guess possible? is that my guess is that if you add ai it functions like a multiplayer game and they will do their best to revive you now how good the ai is questionable well it depends on the mode because like they said uh the, both craig and jason were talking about the difficulties they played with because at first they had them really really good and then they were just solving the easter egg so like you all you would have to do is load in your game and just let the ais go so they had to tone it back so the ais wouldn't necessarily solve the whole easter egg for you on day one instead they're gonna be like reviving you or shooting well you know veteran bots from like uh combat training have you ever played that they're yeah, pretty yeah, damn good. When they, when they follow you. Yeah, and yeah, and through walls and they're killing you and stuff like that. You you can have a good time with that. I've had a wonderful time playing combat training with my friends and stuff like that. So this is one of those experiences. My favorite thing back in the day was just playing combat training with the dumbest AI and getting yeah. like a chopper gunner. Yeah, exactly. It. So like it's because we can customize stuff too. I imagine there's gonna be different difficulties that we might be able to use this AI for as well. You can put them as easy, hard. And there's probably, but still that limitation they put in there, like, don't solve the Easter egg, like literally in the code, like, do not let AI solve you Easter know, egg. You know what I think? What? I think, uh, I think you guys are really excited about this AI. Yep. And it's going to be like nothing. I really do. I think okay. the AI is going to be super disappointing. I think you understand, Quinn. I have absolutely no friends and closest I'm getting to. Don't take this. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. But I just, I really think this AI is going to, it's, it's not going to be like anything anything groundbreaking i i can't wait for the day though when they accidentally slip up on the easter oh, egg protector. code and the latest breaking easter egg solve video will be yeah i was playing and all of a sudden the bot just opened up a whole half of the map <laughs> i can see so many frustrations with that too like that's gonna be opening great. doors that you don't want them to open and stuff like that but that's just part Ooh, of the that's well i mean you wouldn't just turn it on but that's that's why i was talking uh, that's what i mentioned i was just like is it gonna be like that awkward moment in the spawn room where you want the bot to open the door and they won't and you're no, stuck do, in you, the spawn? do you have do you have a that's situation a pretty... in which how do you regulate the leaderboards experience. no what that's what you... i mean except you with the bot like yeah. you're not with an actual person what if what if you and a bot set the the two-player world record does that count 
Well, that's that. why. Maybe, whoa, there'll whoa, be, whoa. maybe there'll be new leaderboards for two players. Can, can this no, no, AI no. pass the Turing test? No, no, I bet. I bet because there's going to be a standard mode, and then they purposely put in those stats. I forgot what it's called. We get your code at the end of the game. You go online. It tells you everything that was enabled, and that's for third-party sites, whether, you know, ZWC, yeah. Zombie World Records, whatever. No, I know that. I know that, but I'm saying with Zombie with zombie Records, how a multiplayer game with AI can maybe know, maybe three, Maybe three players in one bot. But how are they going to do the Easter egg world record if the bots don't do the Easter egg, like you said? No, the like, bots. I, I, you're playing Lego Star Wars. Yeah, they're going to do it. They're just not going to be good at Didn't, it. I thought he said they couldn't do the Easter egg. They, they won't solve no, they, it for they, you. Quinn, so, like, if you you're doing played, it, you then you'll come in Wars? and figure it out. Quinn, uh, played... Yeah, where they just follow you around. You could switch with them. Yeah, but not just that. But, like, you know how some parts require, like, two players to do something? Like, you might need, like, two players to use yeah and they'd like run up on the platform and then you'd stand on the button and they'd go up on the platform they they usually they usually don't run on the platform though until you run on the platform no they wait wait for you to make the first move that's that's exactly what i think is going to happen like it's basically a way for shang like where you just be like just stand i could do the whole easter just fucking stand now you're gonna have yeah imagine imagine like the shang the shangri-la easter egg where they're not going to go up to the button until you're standing like directly i I will be shocked if it's if they do that much, I'm gonna be but honest. I will be really, really shocked. I well, maybe I just haven't been playing the right game. But I'm like in Battlefront, and like mm-hmm. you go into arcade mode, and the, the AI just walk into walls and shoot into walls, mm-hmm. and then you come around the corner and they'll just one shot you. Like they're just it's so bad. There's Same totally thing the gonna be issues, but the I'm, campaign is just so yeah. bad. But I'm talking about Call of Duty AI from previous combat training. It's gonna be the same thing. That's why the only reason Could why you I'm imagine AI though, that like you're dead and you have to hope that the bot clutches the round. Oh God, that will. That's what I wonder. That's what a real dice. That? Like, are they just gonna allow you to have a bot that just infinitely revives you, and it's just a crapshoot whether it does or not? Like, just imagine yeah, it's the probably frustration. Probably gonna be a random number generator at that point of whether the bot messes up or not. I feel like I mean. That, I mean, just go into the other mode. Bots screw up in combat training, so it's just like. It's I know Lag is so worried because he didn't when he was talking about the mutations. Yeah. It wasn't clear to some people that that was like a custom game thing. Yeah, it's custom. Like Lagan was like, wait, Lagan was like, wait, how is that going to work? We can just set our settings, and I was like, I don't think that's nope. You know, I gotta say that it's standard mode. We've been asking for this since like Black Ops too. I'm so glad they're doing it. It's amazing. Can still rank up and everything. Like we even talked about this on the a, show last. That's a good point. How oh, are we gonna like rank up when we customize? In matches? Black Ops Two Easy Mode, you didn't. It didn't affect your rank. Yeah. If you turn it on easy or you turn on only headshots, it didn't affect your rank anymore. I'm guessing it so does. If it doesn't, then that's gonna. A lot of people are just gonna be turned off from playing it because yeah. it's just a waste of time. Or if you can't like earn whatever the no, equivalent of Divinium is this time, they're, they're like, gonna integrate this so well. I think that there will be an incentive to play. Like they said, they're gonna do weekly challenges, like created callings. by Treyarch that you can yep. pick on. What calling? Like, is we, what it's called. We we talked about this. Remember we talked about this on the show like four months ago. How great of a feature would this this would be? Yeah. I'm not saying we inspire Treyarch, but maybe <laughs> even listen. Maybe. I mean, it was talked about on the Zombros podcast before it was announced. So just maybe, maybe they're well, listening to It's like what JC us. said. Like, that would be so cool yes, if the challenge was like, based with certain settings. Yep. Then you just click on the challenge, and it makes the settings for you. You yeah, start it, the game. It preloads the game for yep. you. Jump right in. That would be neat. That, I think that's going to happen. That would give you an incentive to play different ways versus, I, like, if there weren't that. Uh, I know with the kind I'm of player so, I am, I'd probably rarely oh. touch it. 
Like I bet I bet Callings is very much going to do exactly that, especially the way they kind of reacted to JC's proposition. Because it's going to be like, get 10,000 XP, four liquid dominiums, and this specific gobble gum if you can compete. Round 30, only pistols in the box, all doors open, hard mode. Like, it's just going to preload it, you click on it, you're in the game. Blood of the Dead. That would be so much fun. Like, it's... <laughs> I, it's unbelievable the potential for this game. They need to deliver now, though. That's the whole thing. They've said all this great stuff, so let's see the gameplay. Let's see the menus. Let's see the modes. And I think that's coming at Comic-Con is what seemed to be expressed. Well, did JC make a video about callings? He might have. Probably did because uh, he's really so pumped he about did. that. No, no like, he just before, asked Jason that question. Yeah. Oh, before they were announced, though, I mean. Because yeah. I know we talked about it on the show. I think JC was even on that day. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a kind of pretty obvious natural progression, though. Like you saw how, like in World War II, how many people were just begging and begging for weekly challenges, and I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I wish well, the they were. I mean, the Zombros podcast though, is taking complete credit for this idea, right? They were in the last game. They just not very good. The challenges like get ten kills with trip mines and get yeah. well, like, up a the couple ante thousand for better stuff. And, and leveling up was so non-rewarding in that game. Like it just didn't ever feel worth it. Like black ops 3 like i don't know after a certain point is it really even fun to level up i don't think so mm -hmm. yeah MBO, no i I, I'm excited for this. Master Prestige? I didn't want to level up anymore i didn't care about I getting mean, to a thousand it's too hard i'm excited though people like reed and i have been playing the same dumb zombies game for six seven eight and i guess no it'll ten, be ten, year, well, ten years ten years for i've reed, been playing it for ten years eight, <laughs> ten years for reed eight years for me this is going to be something fresh every week or however often they do these. That'll at least, if not, get me on multiple times a day, at least once a week. I've been going on for three years strong. I uh, feel well, like I, feel I, like I have the most, uh, I'm the veteran here. Um, See, that's the point, though, to make is the difference in the new and old players. Like, this gets the really, really old players happy and really, really new players happy. It's almost like that middle ground of people that just didn't want to change just yet. Uh, are going to be disappointed by such a radical departure from the previous maps. They don't have years of freaking, well, months of in-game time, but years of experiences being like, all right, I've gotten all my fun out of the previous ways the game is played. Let's just, I just want something new in Zombies. Uh, it, it's, I, I, in my previous video, I was asking them to try to see those different perspectives of why people would be upset at, that, at this game. And it's definitely multiplayer campaign reasonings, but I was trying to look for zombie reasonings in particular. Most people generally excited except the idea of like people who are do not like change i think that was one of the biggest i can't believe the, i can't believe how many people are angry at the last no i said that leaving the event i was but, just like yeah. there's no way anyone's going to complain about this i was like they covered all their bases i i can't see what someone would complain about and then i go on the reddit that night everyone's bitching i was We're getting just... more content than or more content on disc than ever and people are upset about the campaign yeah. it's, it's mind-boggling it's three well, games on disc by the way confirmed Three maps on disc. We might get a fourth with no, no, a it's, it's not like, like we're only getting two game modes. Nope. Yay, who's... Nope, you cut out again. Battlefront 2. We're getting three game modes. One which everybody's super excited for. One which is a classic. And one which has been revamped to hell, which is zombies. Um, you mean maps or game three modes? Three zombies disc on, map, on, on disc. Yeah. This is more content than ever. Yeah. It's it's like it's, if you're, it's not like we've been everyone people are wary of this new story I guess yeah I don't know fair I mean I, I'm wary that's fair I'm wary too on the but podcast only because... prior to this one we, I was talking like I don't want more of the same do something different and then they just gave us yep. both like but Quinn I'm wary too this is our fourth new story in five years 
that's kind of means... you're like you're like including like World War Two and yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm t Exo Exo. Well, think this is our timeline. We got the Exo Zombies brand new storyline. Then we got the Black Ops Three continuation. Then we got IW. Then we got World War Two. Now we're getting this new uh, Nine crew. Like, what does this Treyarch and they know how to do it? The other studios no, haven't know. proven anything. Like, I, just... I know, I know, I trust, I trust Treyarch more than any other studio. But there's a side of me that's just like, I just you want also got to realize that it's probably not going to be a new story. Like, it's going to be a new story, but no, it's it's not going to be completely separated. There's no way. Like, they I remain know, adamant I... that like this is going to be completely different. And I was just like, no, it's not. Treyarch oh. though is my beacon of consistency, and for the first time ever, they've shown or not consistency, but continuity. Treyarch has been the beacon of continuity because every other studio has had to restart their story two times in a row. So, I know, but this is—I think scary. it's going to be in the same universe, anyways. Like that's all. No, I, I, multiverse. I don't think it's, it's going to be same the same universe. multiverse. I think it's, yeah, same. I multiverse. think they're. I I don't even want them to directly connect, but I bet they will. I, Ray, I, you I put it. Prefer... You put it great. You said it. Think of it like Marvel, like like yeah. just in comic books. Yeah, that's exactly what um, it is. We have comic books. Zombies is comic books. That's all. This has ever been. Craig Houston but wrote I bet for Marvel. Gonna directly connect. That what was that? Cool. What was that, Clem? I think they're going to directly connect. The way this community oh, yeah, is, they're yeah, too. Yeah, they, they will. They will. They will interconnect, or things will bleed into one universe. Where's my damn piece of paper? So uh, why are you wary of a new? I don't know why you're wary of a new story. It's not that I'm weary why that the story is going to be bad. It's that I'm I'm tired of constantly getting new stories. I want continuity. I know, but if I don't know, for me, all that I need to know is that it's connected in some way and i i think it i think it adds a lot to a map just to know you can look out for connections you know what i mean like mm -hmm. just just yeah. that alone knowing that you can be looking out for those adds a lot to a map oh if yeah. they like, actually decide to make these like completely separate and try to tell two completely different stories that's gonna be weird i think like i know mm -hmm. they're gonna be different stories but i mean like if they're like like it would, be, it would be like it would be like if marvel was constantly releasing their MCU movies, and at the same time, they're releasing like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. That would be weird. But think of, they do that. Think about yeah. though, like imagine day one coverage from say my perspective as opposed to yours. So you're gonna be streaming gameplay, but I'm gonna be maybe I'll have a video talking about the Treyarch or the not the Treyarch crew. I can't call them that. Making a video about the Premise crew. Next video is gonna be about the Nine crew, and like I'm like juggling two stories at once from a content perspective sounds difficult. And potentially alienating. Okay, maybe it, I think I think it'll. This was going to be my video problem, tomorrow, but I can see where you're worried at least. But oh Christ, let's get this as close as I can. Hierarchy, multiverse, everything still has basically the same rules unless they say something different. Then there's different universes. You have the Ether universe, as they said on stage. They were very distinct in the words they said, and Jason and Craig kept emphasizing this when they talked to us. Then we have the new universe. Then we have dimensions. Inside the original Ether universe, we have the Keeper dimension. We have Dimension 63, the original dimension. That's all the different rules there. And our new one, potentially, either 9 and uh, Voyage of Despair are in the same dimension or a different dimension, and that's what they're using to travel. And this is how they, the hierarchy is going to work. And with that hierarchy said, we can have crossovers on multiverses or we can keep them clean. Like Marvel's, what is it, 646 or 636 universe? That one's untouched, but then you have the ultimate universe as well. This, I mean, again, mm -hmm. Craig wrote for Marvel. <laughs> it's, this is totally yeah. coming out of that type of idea of storytelling. What I will say is Treyarch, Treyarch made a really safe move, but a move I appreciate by continuing with the premise storyline. Mm -hmm. Because if this was just completely new story, 
then it would be nerve wracking. See, but for me, they, personally, they, they, they made a safe move that I so I want to. I want to get if they hadn't shown Blood of the Dead, I wouldn't have been concerned. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know they, about that. If they had just if they'd shown Voyage of Despair and the other one, either if they had just shown the first one, I'd have been like, well, shit. What I, are think they this, doing? I think this just comes Voyage back of Despair looked like a standard enough map to be like, okay, I'm excited for this. I think but it, it was. It, I, but, but it's well, it's about it's about the studio who made it, and I'm trying to detach myself from the studio and instead think of it like a story. Like if if I, um, World I think War they probably made a star mistake, in my opinion. Maybe maybe in like in what they're trying to do, it was the right move, but. They really, 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 really drove in the nail that they're completely separate. There's no connections. I don't believe that for a second. So if they actually Boy, your are, expectation is going to be pretty mad. Dude, if we fast forward to like DLC 4 and they still haven't crossed over yet, you will be pissed even be though mad. they told you I'm right off the mad. bat. I, I actually would – I don't want them to directly connect at all. I would like – what I would just like is like to know they're connected like in the terms of like – Here's like, my prediction. You were just showing on yeah. your on your yes. thing. I don't want them to do some ham-fisted like they do this in this universe and the next one you see that. I don't want that. No, I don't no. think they need to do that because I want them to tell whatever story they want to tell without being like constrained exactly. by what's already happened. Like potentially here's they, my, they said prediction. the summoning key can be in is in all universes. There's one summoning key and it can exist in every universe. So it just happened to be in the SOE Dimension 63 universe at that time. So there can be things that we like. The, the things that we really like in zombies can now transfer to other universes and those garbage, awful things. There's like 115. Why does that work all the time? The Sam or Toph and Max's storylines, the inconsistencies. They can now take this stuff and be like, we're just going to push this over here. Like 115 delusions were created basically so our characters that forget and mess things up is really back in the past when there was no story written, no continuity, and things would be out of line and out of place. That's why we have 115 as the catch-all and Monty as the catch-all. Here's what I think is going to happen. Um, I hope they don't stick with Monty. I think the, the <laughs> universes are going to be relatively separate for most of the game. Yeah. There's going to be small crossovers. Like, think the Mob of the Dead, uh, Nikolai, Nikolai, why do I keep hearing that name? Yeah. Really subtle, really small crossovers until we get to the final map. At which point, the final two maps, I guess you could say, one for each story, in which the outcomes of those maps directly influence the outcomes of the other. I think it could go either way. Think of it in a big crossover climax. It It'll be like the Avengers of uh, maps. Could be. Could be. There's so many up, but that's the great news right now, like what we're talking about. There's so much potential for it's going to work if they don't ever crossover. It's going to work if they do a little crossover, and it'll probably work if they do a lot crossover, but I think that would hurt the new crew going forward. I think that's the worst move they could do because now it's just like we're, wait, we're waiting for a premise. We're just waiting for premise to show up again, and a new crew is now just another forgettable crew of a new I don't need the Easter egg to end and Rick Toffin to come out and be like, hey, what's up? Just yep. some. Oh, thank yeah. you. Last like, time it was fine because I actually didn't expect it last time in the first map. Right. With like when yeah. the Easter egg was solved. But if they do it again, it's just gonna feel so ham-fisted and yep. just like it's gonna be like the I clapped, I clapped. Like yep. that's what it's gonna be, absolutely. Yep. Like all I Hopefully really want is I would you know, like it would be enough for me if I just go to the box and I pull a ray gun or if something like that. If that transfers over, that'd be enough for me. I will I I'd be a little disappointed if it's not like in the same multiverse, like you said, at all. And yeah. it's just like this is like, like between DC and Marvel, where there's nothing. nothing. Like, like there's no Monty, no summoning key. That keepers. would kind like, of be a bummer. Like, there's literally no connection or structure. The perk machines. I would oh. be like, why are you abandoning this? Yeah. Like, 
dude, ten year so, story. But but this is what it allows us to do. So like in the original universe, everyone just like we need uh, the uh, the perk machines, right? You're stuck using perk machines now. In the new universe, we have the new mechanics of multiplayer where you stab yourself to heal yourself. We can now stab oh God, ourselves with whatever. Zombies. And we can explain through alchemy or whatever. Somebody was. What if they do that for health, though? That's going to suck. What if they do that for health? If you go red screen, you got to inject yourself, or you're just yeah, going to... I don't think I it's going to be health. I think it's going to be perks. They don't, that would be awful. Wouldn't that be awful? I don't if every time you go red screen... Like, or if you even get hit... Feel, it doesn't feel that different, though, from our shield mechanic or two. Well, pretty much every time you go red screen close to it, you got to pick up a new shield. And also, it's a delay, right? It's how long it takes to heal. So then they probably won't. But there's going to be abilities, too. I don't think they will. That would be awful. Yeah. Like, just imagine you'd like you get hit once and you'd be like, all right, do I waste this now with the, you know, with uh, four fifth health? Or do I yep. wait till I'm red screen and then go for it? You're just going to down. That would just add something it we don't need. We it don't need that extra layer. But remember, it's timing in multiplayer. So if you have, like, an ability that makes it, like, really quick that you can stab yourself within, like, four seconds or something like that, it's Do it's we not... really need that? No, I don't I think, think regenerating do. health works fine, yeah, and they should just leave it as is. I, I agree. I agree. That's how it should be. And I didn't mind it in multiplayer, but probably because yeah. I'm not going to play multiplayer. Like I am. I, I, I like to. I understand. I'm going to be honest. That's I the like one it. criticism I get it. Yes. I get the people that are bitching and screaming that it looks exactly like bo3 yep. because it does and let me tell you from someone mm -hmm. who plays it it plays like bo3 too like no wait wait it, it'll, there'll be another layer you. to it once you once you get the play style down and you're actually being a little more tactical yeah there will be another layer to it but it's still gonna feel like bo3 it just everything it, it's honestly a big part of that is the fact that they reused animations they reused yeah. the even some of the voice lines were the same they're it's the exact also a same alpha quinn the guns can you guys too. explain this yeah. to me I didn't watch any of the multiplayer gameplay. Um, there's no more though, like wall jumping or, or nope. like wall running. All right? boots on the ground. That's the that's the only difference. It feels okay, like good. Bo3 Just, on the ground. That's, uh, would you think maybe it then feels like Bo2? It's it's be be it, multiplayer takes it's place like between Bo2 and Bo3, and it's there's actually individual missions you can do to learn the storyline of the specialists. It's to me, I think it's neat. Like it's not. Doesn't take away from the game, and because I'm such a zombie-oriented guy anyway, so I'm like, oh, cool. Those specialists that I liked using in the previous game, there's a little bit more of like how we went from Bo2 to Bo3, because it felt like what, what, how the hell did we get here in Bo3? To me, this is neat to see the world and how it transitioned into the Bo3 world and how specialists went from like their early prototype versions to like the overpowered godlike. You're version. the you're the only person I've talked to that cares about the specialist story. Like I mean, it's not I like don't know you, anyone. You, I feel like you either you're being sarcastic and I'm not understanding you or it's like no, you give me so I, dude, much weight. When, when Bo3 came out, yeah. I like you know, that. even like watching I watch multiplayer videos all the time because I yeah. played that game so much. Yeah. Nobody was really interested in the specialist stories. Nobody right, cared. right. But I'm not saying I'm like obsessed with it or like, oh my god, I can't wait. It's like, oh, this is a cool book. No, I just That's think neat. I think it was an awkward in my opinion, I think yeah, it was yeah. an awkward decision to build off of those characters when they weren't mm -hmm. that popular in the first place. I cause it yeah. seems like they want to start up it seems like what Treyarch wants to do. And I know there was an interview yesterday that said somebody from Treyarch said that it doesn't necessarily mean there won't be campaigns in the future, but yeah. I think they're just saying that because things might change. But from what they I'm seeing, they're keep, trying they to just do want to keep one foot in the door. Yeah, is they're trying to keep they're trying to make multiplayer like the story now or like the the pseudo campaign almost. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, that's like what, that's like what Titanfall. I think to it's do an awkward person. decision to build off of these specialists that people didn't really care about. I I I didn't. And let's the animations, John. You didn't play it. They were exactly the same. Like. 
like but even I, like the, the guns like the icr the swimming like when you swim if you were underwater swimming there would be no way to differentiate it from bo3 it was just has there been any other like cods recently that have just blatantly like reused like so many things in the multiplayer like every call of duty multiplayer from the past few years it feels like its own like completely unique thing versus this one it just it like i it felt like if they, it felt like if they did a ground war black ops 3 like if they just did a ground war bo3 which i actually think was a thing and you couldn't use your booster packs yeah maybe that would be what bo4 was i i kind of think there's some there's there's got to be something to those leaks that said that they kind of had to backtrack at some point because i don't know it i i see why people are complaining if they only care about multiplayer because i would yeah. probably feel similarly i don't yeah. care about multiplayer so i was blown away by the reveal like I'm not someone who like shows excitement very often, but I walked out of that reveal like a big goofy ass grin on my face. Yeah, I, I like, loved it. That was awesome. I couldn't believe like, Quinn to see great. Quinn excited about something and admitting he liked it and all this type of stuff was That's nuts. That's because to you me. were there though. That's because you were there though. I bet if I was there, I'd had the same goofy. I think grin. if I was at home I was watching the sitting... zombie stuff, I would have been like, wow. I was I was there on my laptop sitting in my aunt's living room and yeah. I was just kind digesting it to myself when you're there in the event you're caught up in the moment true the excitement true Nobody else is there you can look to Quinn or read to your left or right and they're they're excited too i think there's a there's a real there's a real um bias drum up to actually yes. being there a bias yes. yeah to yes. being there not to say that your excitement wasn't genuine but i think visibly more so than it would be otherwise but there wasn't too many more bells and whistles besides a few things looking good like if he what he was saying was crap we'd be upset and also i think the real bias is from content creator perspectives because what i see that's so beautiful happening here is battle royale is going to take zombie people who are a little burnt out on zombies and multiplayer people who are not happy with multiplayer and we can meet in battle royale if they're interested for it also i'm biased because i'm not interested I, I liked PUBG. i didn't play it that much Fortnite, I still haven't downloaded it yet, and everyone loves Battle Royale modes. Now, I play Call of Duty, I get a Call of Duty Battle Royale mode. I finally get my introduction to Battle Royale in the game I like. I, I think multiplayer was just the redheaded stepchild this year. I yeah. think they just were like, we're just going to put one oh. together and just doesn't really... Like, they, they, like, we, you know what it's Matt about? It's about time like, multiplayer is the redhead stepchild. They can't make Call of Duty like what it was in terms of popularity with multiplayer. They can't anymore. They can't. There's not that much you could change with that kind of a game, mm -hmm. and that's why they tried the battle royale. That's something that's. They could do anything with this year's multiplayer, and it might be more popular than World War II or IW was because of Treyarch, but it's mm -hmm. never going to be like that Fortnite game again with that kind of multiplayer. With their battle royale, I think, I think they can bring it back this year, depending on how how receptive people are to it. Yeah. Like, zombies as a, God, zombies isn't going to die anytime soon. It no. just really isn't. There's so much interest in it from Treyarch though, but they they got to do something with the other two studios. I was talking when we were yeah. talking that night. Yeah. It was just like the worst thing that Call of Duty could do as a franchise is keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, because this whole this whole two this year off season with these games that aren't necessarily trash, but they're just yeah uninteresting. You buy them for the for brand the masses, name. I feel like that's masses. it. Some people do you buy really, for... really get into these games, but it's not a successful business model. It's not hitting fans either where it should be. Just, just, the that's just for clarification. They, 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 they've been a little too stale for too long. long. If, if those games weren't Call of Duty, I wouldn't touch them at all. That's fine. But that's your preference, though. There are some people that were really, really into it. There's a substantial loyal fan base, but as Jason said, like, it, it's not that much. It's not. No, I know, but I'm just saying they can't keep riding off that yes. substantial loyal fan yes. base for this long. 
Yes. Like, read. If, if the year Infinite Warfare came out, if there was, like, a futuristic first-person shooter and it wasn't Call of Duty, yep. I don't think you would have bought it. I know I wouldn't have. Oh, no, I wouldn't touch that game at all. No. It was just you're buying it off the name because you're a fan. Yeah. Some people are, fan base... are enough of a fan. Go ahead. Oh, go, on. go ahead. Go ahead, John. I was just thinking, I don't think the fan base is even that loyal to begin with. Because, like, think about just the how quickly... Are. No. The ma- no, but the masses, the masses aren't that loyal, and the masses who are a majority of sales. Yes. You know? Yeah, I was talking like saying. 10 to 20,000 people. doing this two-year off cycle of I just games that keep the masses aren't interested. It doesn't work that way. They the can't keep doing this. Only, the honestly, if, if Zombie Chronicles had come out, read, I can, this I'm not going really Every time I talk, I'm not going to date. Nothing you can do about it? Okay. I, I've, I've um, said it four or five times. I think I have to quit OBS, and I'm not quitting OBS. <laughs> I, I, I will say, Kuhn, you, you, Whatever. You're, you're smart to bring up Zombie Chronicles, because if it wasn't for that, yeah, I'd be really concerned about Call of Duty. Because, I mean, this, the numbers and the sales of that poll are really, really, um, they can be positive for Treyarch and Activision in the sense to say there's still potential in Call of Duty, that we don't need to just pull the plug on this dying franchise. Well, like not, not, not only that, place. I was just going to say, if we if we hadn't had Zombie Chronicles come in and swoop in and save a bunch of us, I mean... But, it, but it's not just that it saved us, it also showed that COD... Cut out, repeat. ...modern age uh, of gaming. Cut out. The Call of Duty has had the same business model for a decade now, more yeah. than a decade. And Zombie Chronicles showed that there's still ways to pump life into this old franchise. Yes. And this franchise is over a decade old, 15 years old. This is an old franchise and an old business model. And Call of Duty is so big and so slow sometimes that it's hard to adapt. Yep. It's nowhere near as flexible as, say, Epic Games, who's Nine able to release the Thanos update on a random fucking day. Yeah, blow look at up that, right? Depot. Could never happen Call of Duty. Call and Duty. Jason Blundell has been on the show and said himself, we can't do it. It's impop. Like, why do you do you, know, you want to know why it took a month to two months to release the M1911 and Zombie Chronicles? Because it was impossible to move any quicker. It's all the corporate tape that they have at their offices is much different than what they can do at a small studio like Epic, and that's why they're so successful. I want to bring up something that I'm Thumper I met at this event, and he brought up a really, really interesting idea that's probably going to potentially be an adaptation of the model. Say it's free-to-play. How excited people would be if Battle Royale, the Call of Duty, is just free-to-play that version of it, right? But to actually gain access to the Battle Royale mode in depth and have for certain characters and get certain things, you got to buy the real game. So this year, right? And it, it might not work exactly like that this year, but potentially in the future, the, tri- the trial run, right? So Blackout might stay, like might become free-to-play in the future, but to get access to the new maps or the um, or the you know price soap the uh, rust areas of certain maps or the new versions of the new battle royale maps they'll release you need to buy the newest game and that way every year they can get you to buy the new call of duty game and keep updating the same battle royale game you'll have soap fighting menendez fighting uh, your Oh God! What was half the characters from my Oz? There we go. We could have that. <laughs> you can have this giant. But that's the smart way to do it. Yeah. Like Call of Duty needs to stop. It's we're we're not. I don't think we're in the era of milking people for every penny you can get for DLC. You're in the era of milking people for the microtransactions and getting them to play your game. Yeah. Like that, that. That's what all the successful models are doing now. And I think. Yeah. The, the fact that there's not guys. There's not going to be a standard season pass this year. There's just it not going to be. Like it. That's one of our topics we we're going to. It would have already been announced. Like. I, I'm taking yep. it as fact, pretty much at this point. I I think we're yeah. getting a zombie season pass, and I think everything well, else Gwen, is going to be free. Gwen, you just jinxed us. 
Well, it's it's. <laughs> repeat that model again. Repeat that model again. I think we're getting a zombie season pass, and all the other updates will be free. Like I really do. I think that's what's gonna happen. That's gonna be a big part of the reason we're getting two zombie maps per DLC. That makes that's sense. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna make this whole season pass more worth it. Because instead of Dude, four zombies... or five, you get ten or eight. Whatever. A zombie season pass is what I've been buying for the past like six years now. I haven't even touched like a. Mo- I don't know the last time I've touched. Yeah, and think about the time they're wasting developing three maps for a DLC that, that it can be better used for whatever they're updating in multiplayer and battle royale separately and ongoingly versus the season pass deadlines they have. It's it's really a better way. And Jason and Craig were really squirrely when we brought up the season pass. They didn't want to talk about that just yet. Uh, Dan Bunting made a comment and was dodging stuff as well. So it seems like they're definitely changing the model. There's something new coming, and it seems like that is the most logical step and direction they're going to go to. I mean, I think it's Angry Joe and Boogie. So they were mentioning Angry Joe had a rant about it, and Boogie had a rant. I was disappointed that JC in Boogie's rant on Me Twitter. Too. Me too. It's because they're the exact kind of people you were talking about in your video yesterday. They just yeah. they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They just they're not in the. Exactly I mean, I I, I really like Boogie. I really like his content. I think he represents. But. Boogie, you're not a member of the Call of Duty community in any shape or form for the most part. No. I, mean, no. Most of the... I think I only like Boogie because I watch shit that I don't know what I'm talking about either. And you just I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to claim that Boogie play Call of Duty. Repeat. But I've never known you're, Boogie you're to cut out a cult. I've never known, okay, hopefully you hear me. But I've never known Boogie. Yeah, it probably is. I'm at my, I'm at my 80 year old aunt's house in Vienna right now. Her internet is not very good. Um, I've never known Boogie to be a Call of Duty YouTuber. Maybe he likes Call of Duty. No. But I really enjoy Boogie's content. I enjoy him as See, a person. That's... However, yeah. you're not a good person to talk about Call of Duty. Not that he's not because allowed that's to that's not that's talk what about those it. guys do. No, they you're right. You're right. He is, he is more than allowed to express his time. That's what, that's, what, that's what Boogie and Angry Joe do, though. Whatever yeah. the big trend is at the yes, time, they talk about it. Jump on. Even, even yeah. if they have no investment in it or have yep. no idea what they're talking about, yep. they make a video on it. Yeah, and like, that's my problem with Boogie though. Boogie Boogie has a huge audience and a huge influential voice. Yeah, and, and in a way, it feels like he's speaking out of his ass. It's not that he's not allowed. No, he to, does that all the time it, though. His voice has such an impact that I really feel like if he if he Trey knew Arch more, if he was in RC, he wouldn't feel this. Cod and make it different. I, I don't DLC think his voice is that much of an no campaign and it's it's it pretty. It does when you have it does when posts, it's pretty often he posts a video that he gets called out on just total bullshit. Like, it's like once it's a month, you post a video where everyone's I mean, just many, like, shut up. How many followers does Boogie have on Twitter? Enough. He, I guess he's influential to people that don't he know is. what they're talking about, but it's like once a month, he posts a video out of line, and yeah. then he's just getting... And, he's got, and he apologizes. It. He goes back and forth. The guy's got issues as well, but that doesn't take away from his opinion. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just he likes to make videos yeah. on whatever the trend is at the time, and he doesn't care whether he knows what he's talking about or not. He just wants to make the video on the trend, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what a lot of those guys do, and it... I don't know. I, I feel like maybe he's influential on the people that also aren't part of the COD community. Exactly. But the people that are are just like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about, so your opinion is not valid here. And like, JC, but and like that. Yeah, but gets... you got to remember though, Call of Duty. Call of Duty already has this in their pockets. Yeah. Like we're gonna buy the. We're like most of the Call of Duty community. I'd say ninety percent buy Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty, from a business perspective, wants to get the people that they want to get in new people's pockets, and people like Boogie who audiences primarily not call of duty gamers are really being hindered by people like boogie kind of speaking out of their ass yeah 
But maybe if they really want to find to grow stuff, their business and they need to reach new customers and boogie's sure. making it harder. Well, they sh they got to try and get other resources. If one guy, I get what you're saying. He is going to drive people away. But in the same respect, uh, this the changes to this game mode has driven old players away. But it's going to drive a lot of new players into playing Call of Duty again for yeah. the first time in years. It's but but a big a big part of a big part of social media now is controlling the conversation, and it's hard to control the conversation when somebody like boogie is. Yes. Just like bullshitting on Twitter. Him and Angry Joe. And the thing is, it comes from a place of just hating the game mode. It, it comes from, like, even I'm thinking, screw the haters. Like, I, I was tempted at first, and then JC just didn't stop replying on Twitter. And I was like, I, this is, I don't care. He's clearly not listening to JC, and JC's not really having. Wait, know, did Boogie whole... reply to him? What? Did Boogie reply to him on Twitter? Yeah, they were going back and forth, and JC oh, just kept going it. and going. And it's just like, if I'm going to enjoy the game, why why should him not liking the game hinder me enjoying this experience? I'm going to try and have fun. And if it's not good, I'm going to tell you. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, like, just because of all the ads flying me out to the game. Uh, none of that is going to make the game better if it's a garbage game on release. If it's broken, oh, shit. This is going to be a bad, bad release. If maps aren't working, customization stuff isn't there, BR is just completely broken like Headquarters was, this will be a mess. Because, But if it's all working normally, it's going to be a great game. So it's just like that's the balance of it all. But you can't. Like, I, I, I feel I like I'm say a hypocrite saying this. You can't have these negative opinions, but you, like, you can't. You can't have an opinion based off what we saw. Like you can't. You know right. what I mean? Like what Adam was saying. So that's but why I'd be excited. We're also raving. We're also raving about it. Yeah. And we don't know. I, what I, about either, exactly. Like, so it's I there's no say, reason not to wanna, be excited. Is the thing we haven't. Seen I will say I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I think Bogey's like negative tweets about Call of Duty are going to completely destroy the game. Yeah. But it's it's in it's in mine and it's in yours. Your two's best interests that Call of Duty succeeds. And Call of Duty is a game I want to succeed, yes. and I think they're doing really good things in this game. Mm. So it, it, it just it annoys me when I see people like right. say negative things about the game that I feel like are unfounded. I don't want to come off there like I think Boogie has just destroyed Call of Duty. No, no. And I also no. don't want to come off like I dislike Boogie because for the most part, yeah. I generally like him. Yeah, but Boogie goes into this. Is, this is what happens with Boogie, right? Oh, he hasn't played the game in a long time, okay? Yeah, he hasn't played Call of Duty in a long time, or if he has, he's played for five minutes. He goes into this reveal already wanting to hate it. He starts off, he sees a really, honestly, a not very good multiplayer trailer. The trailer itself was not so great. The multiplayer trailer felt generic. You know, yeah. I had my he cousin sees that. He sees the super generic multiplayer trailer, and he's like, oh, wow, they just released uh, Black Ops 3 again. They called it Black Ops 4. Yep. Moves on. He doesn't care about zombies. He has no idea what any of those trailers mean. He's just like, what's this? I don't play zombies anyway. Zombies is just that, to him, zombies is still just that third game mode. That's just kind of the extra thing nobody cares about, right? Mm -hmm. And then he goes on, and he's like, oh, shit, now they're doing Fortnite, too, just to milk everybody's pockets. These guys are scumbags. Event closed. That's what Boogie's opinion was. Like, I can, I can already see his thought process there, especially when you go into it already wanting to hate it. Yeah. That's what happens. Like, If you want to hear the uh, the thoughts of just a regular member of the general, like, common community, not, not even the common community, mass audience, my cousin was watching the reveal over my shoulder yep. as I was watching it over my laptop. He thought zombies looked hype. He thought the Battle Royale looked really cool, but he also thought it was kind of fucked up that they were stealing Fortnite's thing. Yep. But for the most part, generally excited about zombies, generally excited about the Fortnite. And then when he saw the multiplayer trailer at the end when they showed it the second time, yep. we jumped into the stream kind of late. He was like, that looks boring. Looks lame. It was Eric completely Jacobs, uninteresting. Like, can I read the others look cool. 
Eric Jacobs says he feels like the Battle Royale mode is going to be more like PUBG than Fortnite. He's so. way more excited about zombies. Yep. Thank you for the $10 donation, Eric. I wanted to read that off. Um, the uh, part we do have to bring up is campaign people and people saying that for single-player pl single uh, fans, viewers, players, and I don't want to say players twice, it it's you're getting you're getting a lesser game that they're they're not getting what they want out of this game because multiplayer is not good even though the weird thing to me is that you have bots right you could play solo zombies now you can have bot zombies you could have combat training multiplayer all that stuff is is single player solo things that could potentially take up hours if not weeks if not months of your time playing the game campaign only takes about maybe seven hours I mean, if you're really hardcore about it, to go through one or two times, it's normally four-hour campaigns. The most hardcore players maybe get that 30 hours out of the campaign if they're getting all the achievements, leveling everything up like they did in the previous game. But people were mad about the last campaign. People didn't like the last campaign. One good valid criticism is the only reason we love some of these games and even why the Battle Royale mode even works with the characters is because we got iconic characters from campaigns. Mason, Reznov, Woods. We don't get those without a campaign. Battle Royale isn't interesting without that. That's a fair, that is a very fair constructive criticism. But this is almost like a trial run. I feel like this isn't the end all, like no more campaigns ever, but that just means they got to create more interesting characters going forward. That's why I think it's awkward they built the foundation on these specialists. I think that was really weird. A really weird decision. Like if they're if they're trying to if they're trying because I think part of the reason they didn't do a campaign is because I'm sure it was just like they looked at the numbers they're like this isn't worth it. This dev time can be used in a different way. So if they want to kind of squish the two together and make multiplayer the story, I I'm think it was super, super awkward to go with the specialist from the last game because not many people care. Saying no one cares is probably an exaggeration, mm -hmm. but not many people are just like, oh, God, I got to know more, more about Firebreak. Like, even There's when we were getting all that information, it was like, it was like point five. I bet it was like 0.5% of the community that were actually mm -hmm. like reading all those uh, bios yeah. and super into that's their fair. back. And I not think even that's super fair. into it, just generally reading it. Like, you got to remember, though. Think about the 0.5% that was generally genuinely interested in the zombies characters' backgrounds. Started from nothing, a pointless waste of time and money, but grew into a massively profitable thing. I, I know, John, but they already had a full game with those characters. Yeah. And nobody really I bet, I bet like, if, if you look at the... If Treyarch look and When Treyarch and Activision looked at the ROI, there probably is a quantifiable number of people who were interested in the campaign, and they felt as though at the end of the day, it was cuttable. What I'm wondering, though, is I still think that the campaign was cut. Is that outrageous to think, or have we heard otherwise? I don't know. I can see the, well, there was an interview with one of them, with some developer. I don't remember who, but they said uh, they said that they never had plans to do a traditional campaign with yeah. Black Ops 3. I don't know if I buy that, but maybe. But it, it seems like early on they dedicated their resources to, like, especially because Jason was head of campaign and zombies. <laughs> From the get-go, it seemed to me that Jason said, "We're because of all the shit he has. And he even told us, think he, he made a point to go, think about all the stuff we showed you today, and I still have more things to show you for five more events. He might have got the five events wrong. He it might, because I don't know what the other two were, but E3, Comic-Con, Gamers-Con, at the very least, three more events, he's going to be showing us more and more zombie stuff, like perks, gobble gums, more modes, more map. I don't know. There's more stuff that could be coming. What I don't, think, I don't think we're getting another map. <laughs> I don't think we're getting another map. Yeah, uh, when they not. first revealed them, I was just like, oh, there might be a season pass. Well, that, uh, well right? never mind, because if they're doing a zombie season pass, how the hell are they going to get us to buy it? What's mm -hmm. it going to be? A special edition, the collector's edition. But to be fair, I mean, I don't know about me. I would buy it no matter what. But 
I can't see a fourth full blown map. Wouldn't that be nuts no, for like no a pre-order way, no DLC? We well, it might be like a Nuketown again. It might be some small little thing. That's what I want them to do. That's what they should do. See, Nuketown I, remastered? I now, that would get I me more excited than the entire reveal. It's probably going to be, oh my God. Small Nuketown size map. It's going to be like Nuketown 2065 zombies and Quinn's just going to come instantly. Did you see? Did you see <laughs> what they did? Uh, did you see? Did you see? Um, well, I just said the same thing like 12 times in a row. Yeah, I do. On, on the beta map, on the beta map that we played, yep. right? There's multiple things around that map that reference the year 2065. So I really do. Apparently, it was rumored that that multiplayer was initially had boosters and was set after Black Ops 3. Uh -huh. And then they backtracked and removed a bunch of things. Okay. And there's on the Reddit, there's a bunch of posts of about a bunch of things around the map that said 2065, the year 2065 that hadn't been removed yet. I really. What, what year was uh, Black Ops 3? Was that 2065? 2065. Okay. Is everything lagging like crazy for you? No. Oh, I just couldn't hear anything John said. Okay. Uh, 2065 I, is when BO3 happened. So this is between BO2, which is 2025. So this is probably like 2045. I don't know. I, I think it's it's interesting to me again. I I just find it a little like, oh, that's cool to see a connection because I was so like dumbfounded to jump from BO2 to BO3. There's like no connection at all. And that annoyed the shit out of me. But a campaign would have done a really good job at bridging. What the hell? How did Menendez go from like crazy world ending villain to just like one sentence of reference in BO3? But that's so that's a decent argument they have for the campaign stuff. But what we get as a trade-off, I think Kevin Sherwood said it to me, or just like none of this would even be close to possible if we had a campaign mode. We would not have been able to make any of these things. Kevin See, that's Sherwood what I thought they that? should have done with the multiplayer. I think they just rewind, should have played rewind, it. Rewind, rewind. Kevin Sherwood told you that? Yeah. Kevin works for Treyarch, by the way. Yeah, but why? Kevin's just more of an audio engineer, isn't he? Probably been working there so long, he knows. I'm sure. They I guess. Talk I guess. About so. what's going All right. It just seemed like a. It, it seemed like something that like Jason or whoever, like you know, some higher up would. They they told me about his uh, process. Um, they go they go to him. We're like, hey, this is what we're doing with the map. This is what we want for the song. Could you uh could you make us like this this song? And and he goes, okay. They don't see him for two weeks. They're like, well, where's Kevin? Ben? He's like, oh, he's at home. He's working. And they're like, oh, wait. So okay. is Kevin? Is Kevin not a freelance employee? Is no, Kevin he works for Treyarch. An actual... he's, he's not. Oh, I thought he was just freelance. Yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to feel it out when I was talking to him. What like, does that oh, do? Like, how how does that work? How... He just gets paid know. per song? Or... No, no. I think he probably has a salary there. And then they ask him. This was just one instance. He probably has other jobs and duties. But just when they Jason was talking about when they give him a song or Craig, he goes, okay. He goes home. They're like, yo, is Kevin in today or whatever? And they're like. No, he's working on it. And then two weeks later, he has the final cut and everything brings it to him perfect. <laughs> and they're just like, Jesus. He actually described Jason actually teared up and got emotional over the Dead Flowers intro that because of the words and the lyrics and what they were trying to do with the trailer and tell with the storyline and the stuff they are seeing that we're not necessarily seeing, that they got very emotional over the Dead Flowers one, which was really cool. It's like, oh. You guys, if they're crying over their game in their office, they care about the game. Doesn't mean it's good, but they care. So it's just like I to me, it's like I'm giving it that chance. Let me see. Let me have fun with this. Let me and if it's not fun, I'm gonna tell you and it's gonna be depressing. You know, I, I see, before all this, all this before, time I just thought Kevin was a freelancer. No, Kevin, Brian Tooney, and Brian Tooney's the head, and then there's another a couple other guys that are audio. Dudes. Before the last couple of years, I thought everybody's had like a, a huge bias towards Treyarch and just Yeah. But it's the last three years have made it very clear, like, the other studios can't match their quality, at least right now, with what they're doing. I mean, 
these last two games, they haven't been very good. I don't know. I, I, I really don't like. I think if this if this wasn't a Call of Duty Zombies game, Reed World yep. War Two. Yep. I don't think you'd have any interest in it. I don't think you would have stuck out like we would have stuck with it if it wasn't COD Zombies. Like no, I probably would. You're right. I just, was worried that Zombies it's just, was. It's just dead. the brand recognition. Like you stick with it because it's Call of Duty Zombies. Like, I. I hope I, I I mean I'm sure it's not easy, but it doesn't seem like it'd be like with how un how just not compelling some of these stories have been. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to make at least a semi compelling story. Like you ever leave a movie and you're just like, eh, that was pretty good. It didn't yeah. blow your mind, but it yeah. was pretty good. Yes. I haven't felt like that with the last two games. I felt like that yeah. was semi competent. I yeah. guess maybe it was done right. It was it never was, just it was a production. like uh, it happened. It, like it was, it was a it's movie you walk out of, and you're just. It's like Jeremy Johns. He has the review of T minus. Forget you'll forget it in T minus one day. Yeah, you just you just forget about it after a certain. Versus other movies, they stick with you, but they didn't blow your mind. Right. I don't feel right. like it'd be that hard to just make like a, especially with how into it we are, yes. and we still leave it and forget everything. I just feel like it wouldn't be that hard to just make a, a decent story. I feel like the gameplay would be the harder battle to do. Than just having a, a somewhat compelling, like the stories and the, the characters in the last game, they were pitiful. Like, okay, it's not hard to make a more like Point and Dexter and those guys. Yeah, you can't tell me it's that hard to make just a, a character that you no, at least point, I, no, I, I, I talked to Lee Ross at the event and he told me that they labored Point Dexter's character for at least a good year and a half. He was explaining that, that to me the other day. What you don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, at the event. Okay, the event, you're joking. Yeah. Oh, you're pulling a Quinn, yeah, but is. I just can't tell what He's the hell you're Quinn. talking about. Yeah, you about. know how it feels! Let's get the was... Ragnarok thing and Loki. That's how it feels! <laughs> That's how it feels! I was watching that on the plane yet. Goodbye, Tap John. Of, um... <laughs> what? Yeah, come on. I love that part where he's telling the story about... Uh, He's just like I reached. He's like I reached down to pick Loki up, and it was a snake. And then he turned back into Loki, and he stabbed me. And, like, <laughs> and even even like even like when the camera cuts to Loki and like his expression, like I remember that. No, I was on the plane the other day, and I was watching Ragnarok, and I yeah. you guys video of piss off ghost scene. But then I remembered <laughs> that I'm in in the air, and I don't have any Wi-Fi. Oh, I wanted to send that to you. Though. Oh, it's so good. That's a shame. Um, I had another good audio story that uh, Jason and. Or Craig told me about. Ah, oh, dang it! Ooh, ooh. Oh, I remember. Speaking now. of audio, no, no, you guys up. heard the. Shut where the are we going? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What do you want to say? I was gonna say you guys heard the where are we going? Tell both me and the oh, audience yeah. reaction. Yep. Um. So the new where are we going? I, I don't think Quinn heard it. Uh, the other guys, the UK guys that went in after us, heard it, and then Ben or Pizza got a. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Um, but I ended up hearing it and it was really, really interesting about like the, the lyrics are changed and that really got me pumped for blood of the dead. Like that's what changed in my mind. So I started hearing those lyrics and I could like the lyrics of the song changing really vi visualized to me, like them on the map. Like I could see the slow, like music video of Dempsey and them in the Alcatraz setting and everything, just going through the new Easter egg, the new areas of the map and all that. And that actually ties into the sound thing I want to talk about. There's a story that uh, uh, Jason, he was going to, he was really building up his audio guy, one of them. He loves, loves 
audio. He's obsessive with it. He has a big boom mic, and when they went to Alcatraz, he's recording everything. And he, there's a tree, actually, by the docks in Mob of the Dead. If you go to it, you'll hear creaking, and that's actual creaking from the real tree. The guy was sitting there recording it. And after that little thing, Jason's just like, man, you know, I'm appreciating. He's like, yeah, you're really into this. He goes to the bathroom, and then uh, all of a sudden he sees, as he's, like, flushing the toilet, the boom mic's there. And he's like, what What the hell is that? He's just like, that was great. Oh, that was a great flush there, Jason. He's just like, what? <laughs> so the flushes you hear in Mom of the Dead is Jason going to the bathroom because his audio guy snuck That's actually in. really funny. Yeah, snuck in and surprised him. That That's was funny. funny. So uh, fun stuff. <laughs> I can just imagine Jason comes out of the bathroom. That was a great flush. Yeah. yeah. Flush. All right. Well, we have like so, so, so much more to talk about. Um, but we're going to have to wrap up here. We're about an hour and a half in. I want to thank you all for coming out to this week's Zombros. We're going to get into the donation questions real quick. And then we're going right, to wrap up. Before we go show. into the donation questions, let's yeah. make sure we talk about them. We'll remind everybody of all the stuff going on because there's a lot. Yes, so let's do that. We have uh, a brand new Patreon if you joined us later on to help support should, the show. We should send people away after we're done. After In we're our European trip. Okay, okay, fine, fine, okay, fine. fine. Do right. the discussions, then, the, cool, then we'll cool. talk All about right. it. So Todd the Duck donated. What are your thoughts on the change to the storyline, new map mechanics, no no more perks? No, perks are here. They're going to be changed. Um, I know we saw the mystery box, but you think we'll still have the equipment equivalent of jug speed? Absolutely. But I, th I hope they twist them. I hope they continue to like do mix and match maps, even though they now gave us the option to mix and match what perks show up in maps. But the change in the storyline is wonderful because now we don't have to always have necessarily the chemical perk machines in every map. We don't have to have that It gives that them anymore. more creative freedom. Yeah, and I think that's a great positive. Do you guys have anything you want to add to that, or you want me to just keep going through them all? Keep, okay. keep going. Okay, uh, Naveen, my man, he donates, and he asks, what percentage of the zombie community cares about the storyline? think 20 percent 10 percent there's got there um, a little bit of significant people i think i, th I mean what do we call the zombies community like if you're talking I about the people a, that actually play it a lot most of them i'd say okay okay i would say about 50 percent of i would say about 30 percent of the zombies community no no how about this 10 percent are deeply invested <laughs> yeah 30 percent really care yeah and then about 60 to 70 percent are interested okay Okay. In in the sense that like they'll hear something new and they'll be like, oh cool, I'm glad I knew. I don't I don't think there's many the other... that play it like consistently and just don't care at all. You know, like yeah, I'm sure everyone's like, like at least like vaguely following it as you go from map to map. Yeah, there are yeah, casual like, like, players there's... though that just play and they're like they don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> me, but sorry, I don't consider like them play. members of the call. I don't consider them members of the community. The casual guy that picks it up and plays it once twice i don't count i count the guys that are playing it regularly that's what i'm saying i'm like if you okay. play it if you're playing it like every week multiple times yeah, you care, i feel then. like maybe at first you wouldn't care but at some point you'd be like oh what is this what is this like you they might not they might not care it. but they're at least aware of it fair enough in the in the slightest degree okay let's get to the next one uh chico the dog hey chico why do the trailers for nine and origins look the same I've, I've been hearing this i haven't put them side by side but apparently it plays out very similar to exactly uh, what was happening in the Origins intro. But that, really? Why would that be? I'd have to watch them sure side by side. Voyage of the, I feel like it's more similar to Voyage of Despair versus 9. I have to look at them again. Because at the end, like they're all coming and showing up, and then there's Rick Toffin at the table, and the same thing with the Groff-looking dude, or Gersh-looking dude, or Sentient Poster-looking dude, whatever you want to talk about. I'll get into that some other day. But they look similar. There was definitely a feeling of origins vibes from one of those trailers uh joshua long donates and he says when will everyone be able to talk about the roundtable discussion with jason we were all able to as far as we know we've we been didn't talking get any... about the whole podcast yeah so there you go 
Uh, there wasn't really too much crazy. We all sat down in a really uh, claustrophobic and loud room because it was right next to all the uh, recording stations. And so there was like two to 300 people playing games, yelling and recording and talking right next to us in this like paper thin door room. So it got really, really hot in there. Uh, there was not enough chairs. A lot of people st stood or sat. And then Craig and Jason sat on the couch and we just talked with them. And it was nothing... It was there's a lot of really interesting stuff, but there's nothing like oh you don't I like I remember that jealousness in the past like it, it sucks not to be there like you want to be in that room, but I feel like it sucks not being there. Yeah, I bet it does, John. I bet it does, but it's the, it's not the be all end all. You're still gonna get a great experience. It's more just like bonding and like getting to know people. So, it, it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, it's one of those things. Um, McCor McCor meal is that really? Really? McCorn meal? Interesting. Uh, with a new rumor that had just come out today showing that the multiplayer maps are going to be free, season pass will be zombie exclusivity. What are your thoughts on potentially having two storylines being processed at the same time? I love it. 100%. That's that's the impression Jason and Craig gave me, is that we're going to have mm -hmm. two storylines, the UI is going to be built that way, and we're really going to have something special for uh, this upcoming just zombie fingers, season. Fingers crossed they can juggle it well. Yes. If uh, Hopefully one story doesn't go... And the other one's not doing well. I heard when talking to Craig that he's got a team now that really helps him make it. He used to do like 90% of the writing and work. And then now he's got more people he can delegate tasks to and everything. Especially he was actually the worried that if he drops dead, he needs somebody else to be able to continue the storyline. That's how much he writes the storyline. Could you imagine that? Right. Like, well, he, he knows the specifics. To go. It's over. He knows all the irrelevant specifics where Jason... You know, he, he knows most of the stuff. He knows the storyline, but not everything. Um, Mad Lobster just donated. Hey, thank you so much. He says, just join the Patreon at the highest tier. Also, the zombies in BO4 looks badass. Love the look of Voyage and Blood. I do, too. Nine did, didn't look well. That trailer didn't do Nine many favors. I think that that intro sequence was way cooler than actually going back. Oh, but actually, to bring it up real quickly for the uh, storyline stuff is, uh, okay, um yeah i'll get to that another time. just long story short nine is them figuring out about the artifact voyage is them finding the artifact so that was an interesting point people have made to do jaguar i watched most of this podcast nice work i don't even like i don't even like podcasts but this is one of my the few that i enjoy listening to well thank you so much jaguar i'm glad we can entertain you Vogue, just wondering if you guys saw the tweet from Charlie Intel saying there's rumor of BO4 will be changing DLC models. Yep, we discussed that. Mad Lobster again. I watched it live with my mates, and I had the biggest jaw drop after the zombie reveal. The amount of detail and mechanics Treyarch is bringing to the zombies really makes me believe it's going to be the most replayable game today. I think that's why I was so blown away by all of it, and I think you guys were too. Again, Mad Lobster, Treyarch is finding ways to change COD and make it different, i.e. DLC 5 and BO3, and no campaign in BO4. They wanted to focus on co-op looking at what they... Hmm, they wanted to focus on co-op looking at what they discussed in the reveals. I think they'll deliver in not only one mode, but in the others as well. And I agree. I think because they've been able to repurpose their resources, we're going to get a much, much better game than what we would have got. And there we go. We got all of them. I know we, we got to wrap up. So thank you guys so much for coming out. We are on iTunes. If you want to follow us on there, just the links in the description to follow us on any iOS device. We are getting the Android stuff sorted out. It's going to take a month or two to figure that stuff out and try and get on Spotify. Good luck with that. Uh, we launched our Patreon today. 
the first 100 people get a special postcard signed by all three of us from our tour. So make sure you get that now before they're all sold out. There's only a limited time. We won't be running those again. And you have an opportunity to be a special guest on Zombros now. So try and get after that. That's the best way to support the show and make it even better. Uh, what other announcements do we have before we wrap up? Anything else? Go become a patron just if a, you want to talk to all of us. Be yeah. on the show. Get free stuff. Yeah, just a, yeah. Discord, just a reminder of the fact that uh, – the Zombros tour is happening, and we're going to be a lot of cool stops from that. We're going to be going to places from zombies like Doris, like Heligoland, like Berlin, and filming actual locations from zombies. And if you want to help support that or Zombros, go check out the Patreon where you can get a lot of cool free shit as well as a chance to be on Zombros and talk to us in phone calls. Yeah. All right. It's be fucking cool. And you get two extra podcasts a month, too. You get a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two extra podcasts so a month. You get more Patreon or Zombros. Anyway. Thank you so, so if much you like Zombros, this is the Patreon for you. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.